us a place where there's no trouble, no more pain, no more struggle. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grounded in Maine today. My name is Amy. I'm actually reversing things a little bit today. Um, just to change it up a little bit on my, you know, third episode, uh, I've got Karen Sorensen with me again, um, and Karen is going to be interviewing me to change it up. So um, Karen's interview just aired recently, and um, because we we sort of brainstormed this together, uh, I thought it would be kind of a little bit fitting to have her on, and it's easier to talk to a person than it is to talk to a microphone. Hi, how you doing? Thank you for the opportunity to be the person to ask you some questions, because I really love your work, and it must be hard to come up with all those questions for other people. So now it's your turn to sit back and relax and answer the following questions. Question number one. So how did it all be? So, okay, I'll just, I'll start with when, um, when we moved into our house uh, 15 years ago next month, um, I was not, I'm not, I am not the breadwinner. Shocking. Um, my husband, uh, has his own business. My pay goes to take care of the animals. <laughs> so I just, I always figured, you know, I had been, I had been doing some canning, a little bit of canning and I, I lived on a farm for a year, um, when I was in my twenties. And so I, I learned to pickle beets and can those beets and, and, um, do some freezing and stuff. I never, I didn't really do a lot of that on my own, but, um, when we moved into this house, I felt like I needed to contribute something. And so since it wasn't really money, uh, I would grow some food and preserve that food. And that would be my contribution. It just, you know, every year we do a little bit more. There's a fair in Maine called the common ground fair that is, it takes place near my husband's mom. And so we would always go visit them and go to the fair and we'd learn about, you know, cool stuff. They're, they're herbal classes. And I took a couple years in a row, I think, worm composting. And I thought that was really cool. So I, you know, I, I kind of had that in my head. I was, I was like, okay, that's a, that's an easy, easy thing. And one day I'll get a setup, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, and then there was a there was a class, there was a worm composting class in, at our local library, and I thought that would be cool. I'll you know I'll get a little bit braver this time. And um, when I went to the class, they gave me a worm bin and worms, and I was so 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 overwhelmed. But I'm glad that I did, and I so now we have a worm bin. Um, worm compost. It's right under my kitchen sink. It's been there for four years, but just, you know, little things. And I, I just, I, I have a high school friend who introduced me to, um, you know, like making your own cleaners and, and products and stuff like that. And that just totally, totally jazzed me. I was so I was so impressed with that. I was so impressed by that, that I really was on a mission to learn to make, uh, make more things, make my own cleaners and, um, and do stuff like that. Because the thought of the chemicals that are in products now is just a lot. It's a lot. And I, I forget what the questions were now. 
No, you you you're doing great. No, so you're <laughs> definitely enthusiastic about uh, being ecologically, you know, beneficial to the earth. So there's definitely a modern nature uh, is our friend uh, philosophy I detect in your in your uh, story, mm-hmm. and that that's awesome. I mean, who who is not involved with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then so just, yeah, <laughs> and then just to get to how we met. So I. Mm-hmm. I live about a mile and a half away from um, this farm that Karen and I uh, volunteer at called uh, Scattergood Farm. The, the group is called Growing to Give, um, and we, um, we grow organic produce solely to donate it to the local food pantries and soup kitchens. And um, I, I didn't even know about this place. And a friend of mine said, I saw an ad on Facebook that there's an open house. And I was not really feeling it, but I was like, it's a mile and a half away. I really can't say no and I don't have anything better going on. So I went to the thing and the farm manager is actually an old friend of mine from work. And um, it just was so welcoming and it was so exciting. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy way. It was an easy way for me to give back um, and be part of something that was really big and exciting. Um, and I wanted to learn how to garden better because my gardening is not, um, ideal. It's not great, but so I'm, I'm now in my fifth year. This is the fifth summer and, um, and Karen came on a a few years ago and, uh, we became fast friends and Mm -hmm. loved working together. And we started the, um, we call ourselves the Saturday morning gang. Um, or Saturday morning crew, I should say. Right. And, um, and so we just, you know, we, of course, there's a lot of chatting and fun, uh, but we do, we do get a lot done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know what, what motivates us more, the, the work itself or the chatting in between, you know? Right. I think we will do both with equal v- vigor. <laughs> right. Well, of course, there, was, there are so many other people. There are up to, you know, 20, 25 people on oh, Saturday mornings, the one yes. morning there. Um, yeah. But there's just, you know, we have our, our core group that we are not really clicky, but we, you know. We no, we're just, you know, we always show up. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome, wonderful. Let's move on to the next question then. Um, I heard a few things mentioned, the bin and the canning and whatnot. So what is your favorite or one of your favorite homesteading practices and why? I'm going to say it's chickens. We have we my husband built a a chicken coop and we we only have i mean now we only have seven chickens but you know up to eight to ten we've had up to eight or ten i guess but i just i and i honestly grew up scared to death of all birds and i'm still afraid of all birds um but my chickens are special and i just love 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 them i could just sit an ideal day for me would be sitting on my swing in my backyard and just having the chickens wander around and oh, I love and it. chat with me. And, you know, it's just, I don't, something about them is just so comforting and peaceful. Um, and so that's, that's good. It's also probably the hardest because losing them is just, um, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's definitely a huge emotional investment in chickens versus beetroot. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but so, you know, when they when they know you and they come to you and they, you know, when they see you in the kitchen window and they come running because they're they know that you always have treats and you throw them out the window. Um, it just they oh, you know, they oh, know who I am and they are I don't know, they're just awesome. Yeah. I love chickens. I love chickens. 
Um, and that's, I'm going to say that's my favorite. I love being in the garden, but I'm a fair weather gardener. Right, right. I hate, I, right. I hate bugs, yeah. sweating. I don't love rain. I just, you know, I, so I, I don't like summer. It is. Yep, that's yeah. fine. I, I don't like summer either. Pretty <laughs> much the same reasons. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's move on to another one that I'm really excited to ask you. So of all the things you're doing, dear Amy, with your podcast and your jam and your uh, general awesomeness, what message do you want your audience to hear? Yes. Um. So I... Who um, the original thought was to be about homesteading and homesteading for me is so overwhelming. And so I decided to dial it back a little bit. I just, I have this, this thought in my head that homesteading, you have to like have all the things and have all the skills and everything has to be ready to go. And then you're just going to turn it on like a switch and everything's going to go perfectly because you know, the, the thought that I have in my head anyway, is that homesteading is like, off-grid you don't need people you're on your own and that just is just so scary to me um but so i i dialed it back a little bit and we we're talking about sustainability and it also can be overwhelming if you're thinking oh well i don't i don't have chickens i don't have enough space for chickens or i don't have a room for a big garden um but there are there are so many methods and so many people do things differently and that's that's my thing like i just want people to talk about what they're doing because they might spark something in someone else. If you don't have room for a big garden, maybe you've got a step and you can plant some tomatoes on a, in a, you know, a container, a you know, plant pot or whatever, or mm -hmm. shoot, you can get a, a hay bale and plant tomatoes in there or potatoes right. or whatever. Like you can plant some things just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. you, know, you might not be able to have chickens, but um, you know, if you have a neighbor, I have a neighbor, I buy my neighbor's chickens all the time because my chickens are old. Mm. But, um, so they have chickens or, or if you, you know, to even use like farm stands or farmer's markets, mm -hmm. like you're yeah, just, exactly. you're keeping it local. You're eating the yeah. best, freshest food. Um, mm -hmm. and that it is possible. I know, you know, sometimes it's expensive, but I know like in Maine, at least right now, there is a big movement to, get food to everyone. And mm -hmm. so like, I know at our farmer's market and our farm drop there, you, they'll take the, the EBT or the snap. The, oh gosh. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Can you help me get food stamps? I don't know what the term is, but I know what you mean. And I'm sure our audience They give away, um, some of the farms will give away like a $50, um, voucher for mm. seniors and stuff like that. Like there's so, there are so many opportunities. And then mm. like, like I introduced you Karen to the, the, um, the worm bin guy at the, right. at the library. Like you go, mm -hmm. you pay nothing. You walk exactly. away from the worm bin with worms and you just yeah. eat them. That's and it. Now I've got two uh, bins and I still have your sieve too, by the way. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so the overall. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then gardening, you know, you can, I know our local library actually is amazing and they have, um, there's a, a, they have a lending library so you can like sign out, uh, equipment or, you know, I think that they, there's like a seed library too. So you can, you can get mm -hmm. some seeds, but, um, people are also willing to share if you, if you connect mm -hmm. with the right people. So a lot of it is just connecting with your neighbors and seeing yeah. what's out there. And I just, I want people to connect and learn from each other. And that's, that's the thing. Like everyone does something different. Everyone has different, right. um, 
skills. And for me, even if I were to be a homesteader, I would need to be like in a homesteading commune or something because I don't have a lot of skills, but I, I can rally people (laughs) and I work hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But I just so, don't want it to be scary for people and, and like so overwhelming. And I keep saying scary and I don't mean scary, but like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a lot. You don't have to be doing all the sustainable things. You just have to, of course, you know, do. There's no need to be a purist. So ultimately the message that I hear as your audience, as well as your friend is it is possible. And that's uh, a message that I think we all need to hear more and more often because yes. it truly is possible. It's it doesn't possible have to for be everyone to do something and be part exactly. of it. Yeah. Especially so right now with COVID, you know, the food food shortages and and um, everything being backed up. Like, you know, it makes sense to do things local. If, you know, yeah, if it's sure. available, then you, we can do it. And I would love to talk to you uh, another time about um, keeping it local because just recently I've came across uh, a new thoughts about that and how this actually to apply to other concepts besides, you know, food and resources and whatnot. But now is not the time. I really appreciate the answer to that question. And lastly, and that's really just like, you know, just hear the question and just answer whatever comes to mind first. So here goes. Where do you see yourself in five years? Go. Five years, five years. Um, I would love to be hooked up with some people and do um, ha- have that that like community or village commune idea started at least, and you know gather a bunch of people and work together for the same purpose of taking care of each other, um, and. I don't know. Just uh, just making so more just, making more progress toward that goal. That's, right. So that's you are my, that's my main. Like I want. Uh, so you are building the community because you're the initiator. Kind Got of, it. Yeah. It's a fabulous <laughs> idea. I love it, and I hope they're going to be a part of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Please. Please. So there. That wasn't so hard. This is all the questions I had. <laughs> I wonder if your audience might have a few more that you can like. I don't know get through message or something and then you know do a follow-up interview sometime sure sure yeah i just answer some questions um yeah yeah. and so the so amy's garden jam i don't think i really talked about it a lot um i because i was doing this canning i my sisters my sister got married in 2014 and when they said that they were going to get married i was like you know i need to do something something super sweet and something that's kind of homey because they were getting married at home, even though they lived in Florida. Um, and so they, but they had friends from Florida come, which was so cool. I decided I was going to make jams and I made, you know, the little four ounce jars of jam and I made, i made them for everybody. So, and they were all different flavors and, um, and that people really sweet. loved that. And they were just like, mm-hmm. you, you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I, <laughs> I was in a car accident a few years ago. And while I, <sighs> while I was out of work, I was like, this may be the time um, to just set everything up. And so I had the time to wait on the phone and do some research. And, um, and so I got the paperwork all ready and I was ready to go back to work in March. And 
So I went back to work in March and then I was ready to, I was able to start walking, walking with shoes <laughs> right? um, in shoes. May. And that's when I started making jam. So that was May of 2020, just mm -hmm. as the pandemic was starting. <laughs> Um, and so it's just, it's basically been an online business, although I do, um, I do local delivery and my jams are for sale at a few farm stores because I'm a big, big fan of the farmers. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Amy, quick question about that. Do you actually advertise your jam as like a party favor? I don't. Hmm. I don't. Not yet. Anyway, um, yeah. I, yeah that's that's a complicated question because uh, because just state regulations um the, okay. the jars i would have to change the jar size to do favors um right. and that i would have to send every flavor to the state which takes a, about a month and a half right process um and mm. so that would be for every single flavor and it's also very expensive right okay so maybe someday Maybe yeah, such, such a cute idea, you know. I mean, you know how all those old barns are so favorable by people that want to get married like that, you know? Yes. That's like a huge thing. I think your jam would be a perfect, like, a real perfect, you know, add-on to any wedding at a barn. Like yeah, that. definitely. I mean, it's yeah. not out of the question. Uh, all right. Very <sighs> well. So, Karen, thank you so much for playing today. I appreciate mm. you um, you giving me a, a, a sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I can say a little bit because that four minute episode was, um, it was hard, but anyway, I hope that this helps you guys just kind of get a, a good feeling for, um, what this is about and what I'm about. Um, I just want, I want people to get, I want to, I want to touch people and have you also feel that that excitement for sustainability and say, Oh my gosh, that's not hard. Like I can totally do that. Um, or that's not for me, whatever. Like, I just, you know, I just want to make sure that there are options available. And if, and if people are inspired to do something, that is, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Same here, girl. Same here. Just, you know, like you said, your message to everybody, you know, it is possible. That really sums it all up, you know. It's all possible. And we need to, we need to be doing something because things are fading quickly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, yeah and here we are doing things Woohoo! here we are we're doing stuff so mm -hmm. anyway all right well um and i'll talk to you guys next week um and please uh, be in touch with me if you have any questions if you need me to talk about anything specific uh and if if you have any suggestions like if you have any awesome tips because i am all ears for tips and Karen, thank you, thank you again for your time tonight. I Absolutely. appreciate that. I've learned a few things too that I really appreciate it. So thank you again <laughs> for the opportunity to be the one tickling all the answers out of you. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll do it again. Oh, I hope so. Very good. All right. I want to just take a quick second and thank my guest again. I also need to thank Buzzsprout for hosting the po the podcast and Jane Bolduck for her amazing music. There'll come a day My mama told me When I find love To have and hold me A heart that's strong 
so sincere Just tell me how do I get there from here Oh tell me how do I get there from here Cause here Tears and wonder how did I get there? 